1: Yo, Lucky Lefty Podcast Saturday Show, Anora Boys great. in the Building, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Drink by all means if you do so. yeah, responsibly. How to do it responsibly? Audio edibles daily. Apple Podcasts and Spotify YouTube channel. Man, it's hot. YouTube post videos. Live videos, live shows, and polls on a daily basis. Subscribe, the thumbs up, smash it for us, man. Notification bell every time we go live or post a video, you'll know it's the Lucky Lefty podcast. We spin it different. We're gonna have some fun today, right? We're gonna get to Notre Dame special show today, inspired by some things that happened in Chicago last night, Lefty.
2: Okay, okay, yeah, the Chicago thing was real crazy. I don't know how y'all want to move on and progress and get better, when well, y'all can't even appreciate the history that was made,
1: man. So I'm here to give context because it's a lot of fluff out there on social media by people that have no connection to Chicago or the Bulls at all. So I'm going to give you some history of what's really going down. Because, you know, I got my boys at ESPN NY posting stupid stuff like why in the world wouldn't Michael Jordan show up? Okay, I'ma tell you why Michael Jordan wouldn't show up. I'm gonna tell you why the Bears are who they are. I'm gonna tell you why Jerry Ryans. you, tell us? you tell gonna tell, us. tell you why Jerry Reinsdorf <laughs> is one of the worst owners in the history of professional sports, despite the seven titles. Despite the seven titles. Despite the, road, the seven titles, despite the seven, um, y'all going in deep into Chicago history. Let me—I'll give you a perfect example. Let me ask you this: How do you feel about Dan Gilbert as an owner? Left. Tell the truth. Dan
2: Gilbert is just like the rest of the owners, mm-hmm. and I think that you know when it's good is good, and when it's bad is bad.
1: And, and if if LeBron James had not been dropped into the state of Ohio, in Akron, and fell into the laps of the Cavaliers, what would that franchise be, in your opinion? If they did it now, or like? No, 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 no. If LeBron James never existed, what would the Cleveland Cavaliers franchise be?
2: Probably move to another city. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're driven by the search for better.
1: So I wanna say that to say this, LL question of the day. How did you become a Notre Dame fan? Because all Notre Dame fans, the Notre Dame fandom is not monolithic, bro. It's not linear. You have fans that grew up and were introduced to someone that was a lifelong Notre Dame fan. You have fans that come via the Catholic church and you know that was the connection. You have fans that are alumni and went to Notre Dame people that grew up in South Bend and the surrounding areas. There are a lot of ways that people became Notre Dame fans. There are people in California that ended up being connected via the trips that Notre Dame used to take out to California via Newt Rocky and a Subway alumni. It's a lot of ways that Notre Dame fandom has grown globally and become one of the, made Notre Dame one of the biggest brands in college football and in in sports in general. So I want to know how you became a fan. And in that, do you feel like Notre Dame players owe you anything? Do you feel like Notre Dame players owe you anything outside of what they do on the football field? That's what I want to know today, Lef. As a fan or like in regards to what? Just do they owe you anything? I'll give you a perfect example, left. They I've always been, wins. <laughs> okay. I've been pleasured to meet several players. When I'm in your presence and when I'm not in your presence. My fandom. And I'm I'm saying preferences, I preference this by saying my fandom. Because everybody's fandom is not the same, which is why I asked the question. I don't I don't need you to take pictures with me, dog. I'm not about the okay, request. okay I'm, not about the request. Yeah, I'm not yeah, about the request i'm not about the request man can we take a picture no dude the fact that i had a convo the fact that i met you i'm good i'm fine there are some fans that feel like yo man you can't take a picture there's some fans that feel that way they feel like i'm a fan we we make you guys if you don't have the fans Notre Dame football wouldn't be what it is there's certain people out there that feel that way left certain people out there that feel that no i hear that so that's why i asked the question like what is your fandom how did it get started and do you feel like Notre Dame players coaches of the past or the present do you feel like they owe you anything outside of the football field
2: in terms of owing, I don't think you owe anybody anything. I think it's more of the courtesy and a responsibility at Notre Dame specifically. I think Notre Dame's fan base is pretty uh, thorough and more detailed than most other fan bases. I think that's an a additive when you commit to Notre Dame. And obviously, we, you, you don't owe anybody anything, but uh, a, res- a social responsibility. Uh, in regards to building the brand, obviously you want to continue building the what people believe of the brand. So you want to be able to, you know, participate in growing it. You know, the one thing Coach Kelly always says is it's not solely about you; it's about the brand itself, and you can can't be bigger than the brand. But when you, you know, extend those courtesies, it does grow the love of what makes Notre Dame players uh, a lot more beloved by fans than. You know, I went to Florida, and Florida, you know, the fans truly treat you like a football team, if that makes sense. Like, you're truly a football player at a school where if football wasn't there, you most likely wouldn't be there. So, mm-hmm. you know, Notre Dame fandom's a little different, but you don't have to do anything, you know. But I do think it is a social responsibility when you're on a team like Notre Dame to participate, because they're going to show you a lot of love regardless, you know
1: so i've been around notre dame fans and notre dame fans are special i'll just leave it at that love. they're special they're special we talk to them on a daily basis that's the best way i can describe them. notre dame the fan base and the fandom very special now with all of that being said I don't blame Notre Dame fans for their frustration. It's been since 1988, bro. I don't care how far you take the frustration. 1988 was a long time, my dude. It's a long time in between championships for a big-time college football brand. That's right. So, you know, my empathy goes out my empathy goes out to no fans. things no matter how they interact or feel or you know opinions they have about what has happened or who they try to protect or none of that left like ultimately i get it i have empathy even if we disagree on certain things so let's get to it because we really this is going to be a good show all right so in order to get to it we'll smoke smoking? Brought to you by Fashion Geek, AlonzoJackson.com. We run the city. Big sale going on. They dropped their planes, letterman jacket down from 15 to a stack. (laughs) Man. Left. It's amazing. That the Bulls, 30 years after the fact. Had a ceremony last night to launch their ring of honor. You know,
2: what's the what's with the air quotes now? What's with it,
1: the- <laughs> Pam? It's thirty years later. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that speaks to who the Bulls are. It's thirty years later. What are you talking about? It's college schools that have rings of honor, dude. Alabama has a ring of honor you are the Bulls, the third biggest franchise in NBA history, title-wise. Number one in attendance every year. And it took you 30 years to realize that you need to honor the greats of the past? It took you 30 years? Is there somebody other than the Lakers that have a ring of honor in the NBA? The Celtics have a ring of honor. Heck, the Miami – dude. The Miami <laughs> Heat retired Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about? Man. Man, look. Here it is. Last night, Ring of Honor. And this is what took place. It is like hot all over the place on social media.
3: NBA champion, two time NBA executive of the year represented by his wife, Thelma, Basketball Hall of Famer and former Bulls general manager, Jerry Kraus. It's shameful. It's absolutely shameful. Um, I cannot believe um, I'm devastated for Thelma and for uh, the Kraus family. I, I, what what can we possibly be th- thinking? Um, I cannot believe um, that the fans and you you have to understand when you hear booze it's not all of them, right so the fans who booed um they know who they are and that's um to me it's it's absolutely shameful and i am I'm, I'm devastated by that um because it, it's just what what are we doing you know whether whether you, you know people liked Jerry or not whether they disagreed with uh, the decision to you know to move on from the whatever the decision. I mean like we're here to celebrate um that team jerry did an amazing job building that team um tonight was and last night was all about the joy and the uh the love that that team shared with the city and i'm so disappointed in the fans and i want to be specific because there were lots of fans i'm sure who did not boo but those who booed um they should be ashamed
4: chicago is a is a a sports town and what we witnessed today When Jerry Krause's name was called, and the people that booed Jerry Krause and his widow, who was accepting this honor for him, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I hurt for that lady, brought her to tears, and whoever booed her in this arena should be ashamed of themselves. It was, that's not Chicago, that's New York, Philly. Chicago's not like that. We don't have a reputation of being that way. And whether you like Jerry Krause or not, that man brought six championships here. He didn't shoot a basket, nor did he get a rebound. But he he put a six he put six titles up in this ring. There's a lot of teams even have one and that was really classes and I'm, I was disappointed in the people that blew it It was a sad thing left a little bit of a pit in the stomach for what should have been a really celebratory
3: 15, 20 minutes, and that didn't feel right, admittedly, and I'm, I'm with you on that, Stacey.
4: Man, Bulls fans are better than that. We, we are better than that. We've never had that situation happen. And I felt so bad for that lady. She's a wonderful lady, and it was just sad to see her breaking down in tears. I just, uh, just wanted to go out there and
1: hug her. I think you're on mute. Stacey King, stop lying to these people. Stop. It's documented. Bulls fans booed Jerry Krause when he was sitting at games in the 90s. What are you talking about? That's right. Think, to be honest, the Bulls fans have never liked Jerry Krause. And I'm not forgiving him for that last night. This white helmet. <laughs> I'm not so gonna, you, stop you lying. it people,
2: never changed.
1: It never changed. Bulls fans are doing the same thing they did to Jerry Krause in his face. They were <laughs> next to him in his face. It's documented. Booing him. face. Yeah, this him. is not, new. not new. This is documented. What are we talking about oh chicago fans have never done that you're lying you're lying (laughs) the dude has always been the villain always Always. and he did it to himself for the things he said and the way he treated people at work this is documented this is documented i can't mistreat people and then in my passing Expect them to treat my family a certain way, but my name is brought up. No, their true feelings are their true feelings.
2: That's like snitching. Yep,
1: Your, your now, family is, it affects your whole family. People, now this is the question. Can fans have what we call cool? Can they read the room? Yes. Mature people can read the room and say, this is not the time nor the place to air my grievances or to air my dislike for this particular individual. But that does not change the fact that Chicago Bulls fans have always been upfront about their feelings about one Jerry Krause, regardless of the championships. I don't want to hear about he brought this, he brought that. If Michael Jordan doesn't land in Chicago, Jerry Krause isn't even thought of. He's not even thought of. The Chicago Bulls weren't even thought of. The DePaul Blue Demons were the biggest basketball team in Chicago as a college team before Michael Jordan got here. Stop lying to these people on social media about who the Bulls are. Jerry Krause ain't the Bulls. Michael Jordan is the Chicago Bulls. Everything started with him. The Bulls and who they are today started with him. It didn't start with Jerry Krause. Stop. Stop lying because it has nothing to do with the mistreatment and the way the fans acted in a bad situation. And it was poorly handled by the Chicago Bulls. Period. Stop lying about the fact that somehow, someway, Michael Jordan disrespected Bulls fans because he didn't show up 30 years later. When Jerry Reinsdorf tried to block him from becoming an NBA owner, stop acting like we don't know the background to Michael Jordan's beef with the Reinsdorfs. Stop. Stop it. That's like Dan Gilbert trying to block LeBron from becoming an NBA owner after he retired. Is LeBron supposed to feel great about the Cavaliers and Dan Gilbert in that situation? That's why I asked the question. Michael Jordan gave me six titles. He doesn't ever have to come back to Chicago, man. I don't care about that. Yeah, he don't. Yeah, Michael Jordan, don't have to, he probably don't have a house there. No, he sold his house. It's been on the market for like the last four years. I don't care. I got six championships. I don't care. All these people thought he owes us more. owes you what? What does he owe you? Your team worth nothing. Like he said in the last dance, your team was full of druggies and drug addicts. That's a fact. And what we saw last night, if we're going to talk about the moment, then we need to talk about the fact that the entire dysfunctional last night starts at the top. The Bulls, despite having six titles, have always been a dysfunctional organization. Always there was never harmony between the players, the coaches, and the front office. Never. Even the Derrick Rose Bulls. Gar Foreman was hated. Name a general manager in Chicago Bulls history that was not disliked. And you know why that is? Because oh, oh, oh,
2: I hope you're not putting that on my guy John Paxson now.
1: John Paxson gets love because he hit <laughs> championship shots. <laughs> I'm keeping it a book today because this foolishness, all this lying so keep going it on. In the <laughs> dude, man, look, stop. If you want to say the situation was bad, say the situation was bad. If you want to say in the moment Bulls fans, man, rudely, rudely embarrassed. The wife, Phil McCraus, I agree with you 100%, but all this other crap about Michael Jordan owes us more he should have shown up. That's cap. And if you're some from Chicago, you know why. That's cap. So the Bulls fans should keep getting Why are Bulls fans booing a dead person? They booed that dude sitting next to him in the stadium.
2: Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. they just consistently booing him. It ain't no oh, It ain't, it no ain't no even off-slip. about
1: his wife. It was never about his wife. They didn't like him. They didn't like Gar Foreman. They didn't like John Paxson as a GM. You know why? Because they represent Jerry Reinsdorf. And if you know Jerry Reinsdorf in this city, he's pretty scummy the way he handles things, bro. He's pretty scummy. But he's in line with most of the ownership in Chicago. You know why? Walter Payton just got a statue in front of Soldier Field three years ago. You know why it took so long, left? know why it took so long? After that dude put the Bears on the map in the modern era, you know why it took so long? Left it took so long because McCaskeys was mad that that man actually tried to bring an NFL franchise to St. Louis. They were mad because that black man tried to become an NFL owner back in the day, and <laughs> oh, you said it. oh, you said they 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 held him they held it back because they was hating on him. They they blocked it. They were mad. That a Chicago Bear were actually trying to bring a franchise to the NFL that that's close. Yes. So that's the animosity between the Payton family and the McCaskey family that was finally eased over that led to his stat. He should have had a statue the moment he died, Left. That was 20 years ago. What are we talking about? Yeah, they
2: always about? give us the credit after the fact. Way after the fact.
1: Ownership in the city of Chicago is scummy. You want to talk about Bill Wirtz? You want to talk about his exploits here before he passed away and his family took over and finally got championships here? Ownership in Chicago is scummy, bro. I know why fans act the way they act towards executives in Chicago, because ownership is scummy and have been for a long time. Let out scummy. That's something I cannot say for Notre. as much as I disagree with Notre Dame administration concerning football issues. I have not heard nor have I seen anything that I could say Notre Dame administration is scummy. Scummy? Scummy. I'm telling you, Chicago ownership and executives in this town have been scummy for years. Years. We're not about to act like Chicago fans are just out here just booing for no reason. No. These dudes are scums and have been scums. Collecting checks all the time. They don't care about the fans. They don't care about the legacy of the players. They don't. This man has the third biggest brand behind the Lakers and Celtics in the NBA. Merchandising, attendance, all of that globally, all of that. Third behind the two monsters. And this dude has the audacity to say the six championships pale in comparison to the World Series I won with the White Sox. You know what? You know what? And now you're trying to move the White Sox to Nashville? the nerve the nerve he's a scum left he's a scum he's a scum I'm, I'm here to tell it today oh yeah
2: you, you you're not playing Sean. you're not playing
1: don't don't listen, don't all that stuff that's out there on twitter stop because people are capping i think we all agree that it's not cool to bring certain situations to funerals bring certain dislikes to certain situations Cause it's not the time and place. Even scripture says there's a time and season for everything. Time and season for everything, man. So, so
2: you, are you saying to, it's just due,
1: or are you just saying that it is? No, man. Bulls fans should have read the room, bro. They should have read the room. This is a night of honor, even though it's about 15 years too late. It's a ring <laughs> of honor. Okay, so if it's on, if it's on schedule,
2: if I'll I was soon, there left,
1: if I'll I was soon. there left. If I was there, let me tell you how I would have handled it. They would have been like Artist Gilmore, the big A, Johnny Red Kirk, Chet Walker, Jerry Krause, Phil Jackson. <laughs> Man, I don't have to boom. The silence says everything. All Bulls fans had to do. And Jerry Sloan, thank you, Andrew. Jerry Sloan, the great Jerry Sloan. Clap. Jerry Krause. No clap. Just, just let be quiet. Just let be, Let's be quiet. <laughs> it would have spoken volumes. That's it. If you're not feeling it, no need for a boo. Read the room. No need for a boo. But stop acting like Chicago fans are all of a sudden doing something that's out of character.
2: Man, we. I don't know. I mean, the activities at the United Center, we didn't see. You know, Lef. stripper balls. We didn't see it go far.
1: You saw the last so, dance, right? You saw the last dance, right, left? Yeah, they was booed even the last dance. Thank you, left. At the ring ceremony, left, he came out to get his championship ring for the seventy-two win team to start the next season, and they booed him. The entire stadium booed him. Chicago fans did. What they've been doing to that dude. The very mention of him, a video of him, anything of him in this city is not coming, is not going across well. So I would advise you not to do it. And yes, he was the architect. He was the architect of six championships. But that man took the job, and you know who he had. That dude had Michael Jordan. Your job ain't that hard, bruh. Just like when that cat Kobe Altman was the GM at the Cleveland Cavaliers and that dude had um, come on, man, you got LeBron James, bro. Getting that major piece. That's the that's there's a lot of teams in the NBA that have a lot of pieces, but they don't have that major piece. They don't have that Jokic. They don't have that MB. They don't have that Tatum. They're trying to get that dude. You know how hard it is to get that dude? They don't have a LeBron James. He walked in and had one. You know how many GMs would like to walk into a job and have a Michael Jordan? Yeah, Steve Carey. He man. walked
2: right into that Golden State opportunity with Steph. And-
1: that head out of here. This dude, organizations win championships. Get your goofy tail out of here. Let's stop acting like we don't know why this dude was dis- disliked. Making stupid stuff, comments like that. Well, I think it's...
2: Wait, I do think it's a question, okay. So if Notre Dame wins it, is it is it because Pete Bravakwa got it right, or is it because Left. we found the quarterback?
1: Left, let me ask you a question, because you make a statement that rings so true in this situation. You always tell me teams and organizations choose winning, correct? Yeah, that's okay, that's true. <laughs> that's what you tell me. Well, Notre Dame
2: has that has that option to choose to win. We all, yes. you know, we, we, yes. we take the easy way, but yes. let me, if let we me wanted you question,
1: to, we could tell. So you when you, as a GM, see, let me break it down for people. When you, as a GM or an organization, you choose to win, that means you're good at evaluating, you're good at making picks, you're good at free agency, you do the right things because you're choosing to win, correct? That's right. You're choosing to win. You made a choice to win. Okay, okay. Did the Los Angeles Lakers did they choose to win? Mm. Did they choose to win as an organization? I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't okay. say they did. <laughs> okay, All I'm saying. I, I think they chose to win. I think they've chosen to win because look, they tied with the Celtics. I think them I mean, the Celtics chose to win. But who won the championship okay. in '91? Yeah, the Chicago, the Chicago Bulls. See, I don't care. There's a lot of organizations that choose to win. Okay, Jerry Krause chose to win. Who won? Who won yeah. though? Because it was two yeah. organizations that chose to win. Only one can win. And Jerry Krause was no He didn't get a rebound. He didn't shoot. He ain't do nothing. He made a choice to win.
2: Like yeah, it was a big choice though. Hey, you know you Only gotta give one the credit, can win,
1: it wasn't. Yeah. Do you think that the Portland Trail Blazers choose to win? in 92? Yes. Did they win? No. Did the Phoenix Suns, when they went out and got Charles Barkley, did they choose to win? Yes. Did they win? No. Did the Seattle Supersonics, when they got Sean Kemp, drafted him, had Gary Payton, did they choose to win? Yes. Did they win? No. No. Did Jerry Jerry (laughs) Sloan and the Utah Jazz choose to win? Yes. Did they win? No. No. It's only so much credit you can give organizations, bro. That's right. Only so much. And the problem with Jerry Krause is he wanted more than he was supposed to get. That's he right. wanted to be seen equal with Michael Jordan. And that was never going to happen. Yeah, that's just not that going to happen. That was his no. problem. He wanted to be seen equal with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. That wasn't going to happen, bro. Shut up. Sit back and take what you deserve. And he would have been cool. But that wasn't good enough for him. That's why he had to prove that he could win without Phil Jackson. And what happened? He never put another running team. Never. Once Mike left, since he's such a great GM, because remember, he walked in. He didn't draft Michael Jordan. He walked in with Michael Jordan. So since he's such a great GM, what did he do? Once Michael Jordan left and Phil Jackson left, I'll wait. Left, what's his legacy after them? Well, didn't they, didn't they go somewhere on, with Scott? Because Michael Jordan became the best player in the NBA before Jerry Krause, he became the biggest global brand in the NBA before Jerry Krause. Michael Jordan accomplished a whole bunch of stuff before Jerry Krause even showed up. Facts. What did Jerry Krause accomplish after Michael Jordan? I'll wait. I'll wait, since he's such a great GM. Dude, keep it in context. What happened last night was an isolated incident. Phil Krause did not deserve that at all. Bulls fans, in a situation like that, I understand your angst. I understand your frustrations. I understand why you didn't like Jerry Krause, but that was not the time nor the place to put that into play. It just wasn't. And I'm not going to debate that. It was foolish. Silence would have been absolutely amazing if you wanted to prove a point about Jerry Krause. Just shut up. Just shut up. But we have to stop running the social media, trying to act like we don't know the background of why that horrible production that the Bulls put on went the way it went. We know, we know the situation between Michael and Scotty right now. We know Marcus Jordan is talking about him and Lars of Pippen bang five times a night on shows. We yeah, know all crazy. this.
2: That's crazy.
1: We know why would Michael Jordan want to come? Knowing the Chicago media is going to bring that stuff up. Why? 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 Why, why would fans even fix their mouths to say Michael Jordan owes more to the Chicago fans? He don't, Michael Jordan don't owe us a darn thing, bro.
2: Right. He don't even rep Chicago like that in his past. His he humor. doesn't.
1: Have left, left. Thank you. You can go do what you want to do. Thank you. He can go do what he does. Dude. Go to Charlotte. Go rep Brooklyn where you were born at. All of that. I'm cool. I am cool. But the one thing we're not about to do, we're not about to sit here and lie about Chicago. We're not going to lie about the Chicago Bulls fan base. And we're not about to paint a pretty picture when it comes to Chicago ownership and executives. That we are not about to do. It's not happening. The Bears are a perfect example. Three consecutive times they have put a rookie quarterback with a lame duck coach. Three consecutive times. Three They've times. Well, Matt
2: Nagy got Mitch Trubisky. That was just a bad combo.
1: Left. I don't care. That's not the way you win. You're not we choosing gotta, to win. win. It goes to what you say, Left. You choose to win as an well, organization. It well, do you consider them that you're going to win the championship? But you're choosing the path to give yourself the best chance.
2: So them choosing Seriously. to keep Eberflus, is that choosing to win? By Ryan Pools? No. How? Well, they ended up being all right halfway throughout the end of the Lef.
1: season. They weren't okay because of Eberflus. They were okay because they got Montez Sweat, and he changed the entire dynamic. They got a player. Eberflus didn't become a better coach prior to Montez Sweat. They were bottom five in defense for two seasons, or for a season and a half under Eberflus. Left. How? Right, but they got better, though. Two of your coaching hires were fired during the middle of the season. The FBI showed up <laughs> in Hall's Hall. What are we talking about? The dysfunction, man. The <laughs> he said, level got of, fired in season. <laughs> the level of dysfunction that is okay in Chicago is ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. So when these moments happen, We want to blame everybody else except for the people that run the ship. Everybody else. And we said, remember when everybody was upset about the Andy Ludwig situation or the Sam Hartman situation? And I came on this show and I said, Notre Dame fans, I don't care what you feel. We're getting played. We're the ones getting played. That's right. We're the ones getting played. Because they're not choosing to win. That's it. If they don't want to give Marcus Freeman what he needs, the coaches he needs, the financial backing he needs, we're going. We're not going to the be he, They're not choosing to win, and you know who suffers from it—the fan base—and you know who ends up bickering back and forth. We're the fans. We're bickering back and forth. <laughs> yeah. While they collect money, they get money either way, and we're sitting here on podcast, social media, going back and forth. Because we all want the same thing, a championship. And instead of pointing the blame at the people that deserve the blame, we want to say, that's a horrible take. You don't know what you're talking about. And they just, they're scot-free. They continue doing whatever they want to do. That's what I'm like, dude, I don't, that's why I don't do that. My personal preference, I don't block people. I don't do that, man. People are welcome. In LL Nation, to come on here and speak whatever you want to speak. And if we choose to disagree, we choose to disagree and talk about That's
2: it. That's right. That's right.
1: But, but when it comes to fandom, I don't expect everyone's fandom to be like mine. We don't have the same story in our Notre Dame fandom. Left, we don't. We don't. You played, Left, so I don't expect to be the same type of fan that you are as a former player. I don't expect to take things the way you take it as a former player, left. I don't, but we all want the same thing. We all want Marcus Freeman to be successful. We all want the young men in the program to graduate and do great things after football and be representatives on and off the field, whether they go to the NFL or not. We all want the same things. But last night was a great example of how organizations do a crummy job and then they backed off and let fans go at it. Perfect example, left.
2: Yeah, that makes perfect, sense.
1: Perfect example. We did a horrible job. It's 30 years later. We're finally doing the yeah, ring of honor. Yeah, 30 years honors.
2: later is ridiculous.
1: We're fine. Artist Gilmore should have been in a ring of honor where Michael Jordan was playing. Are we are we kidding me? Johnny Red curve should have been in a ring of honor before he he had to die
2: yeah that's what that's how they do us now they good for waiting till we pass on about 10 years before they be like you know what he was a good dude let's give how long it take for martin luther king to get his day
1: (laughs) uh, look man this is insanity man and i'm telling fans stop allowing these organizations administrations and programs to cause you all to go at each other. Stop, man. Stop, especially when we all want the same thing. Come on, man. Everybody doesn't clap for Jack Swarbrick when he walks in the stadium left. They don't. And Tyrone Willingham walked back to, into Notre Dame Stadium, you think he's getting a hand clap? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the wrong.
1: That's the wrong again. If, if, if Brian Kelly comes back, you think he's getting a full house hand clap? He'll get some. He'll get some acknowledgement. He is the if winningest coach. He'll get some acknowledgement, and it's some fans that are going to be like, "Man, whatever." I agree. It is what it is, man. That's
2: I funny, think it'd man. be best if, if if Coach Freeman had a nice Marvin Lewis career. You know, just be really consistent through the ups and downs and keep them for about 10, 15 years. You know how that go. But hopefully, I think Notre Dame fandom deserves a season where there is some synergy at the top and on the team. I think if we get to see that in full flesh, in my opinion, 2012 was a lot like that. Except, you know, we ran against a team that that was a little different.
0: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League
3: podcast.